This evening, we'll begin to explore the practice of the third of the Brahma Viharas, the divine abidings, mudita, which is often translated as sympathetic joy, sometimes as appreciative joy. Uh, And I actually like the translation of empathetic joy or contagious joy. So what is it? What is this mudita? It's our capacity to feel joy, to feel happiness, to feel delight within ourselves in relationship to another's happiness, another's success, another's delight. It's a real gladdening of the heart gladdening of the mind in and with another being's ease, another being's sense of well-being, however temporary that is or however long-lasting it is. Within this experience of empathetic joy, sympathetic joy, there's a sense of connection, often quite a deep sense of connection, an affinity, a feeling of shared joy, a feeling of being in accord with, a feeling, a sense of being in harmony with. We could say being in tune with the happiness, in tune with the delight that someone else is experiencing. We might simply feel the energy of delight, the energy of happiness in another. Just that simple. The story may be irrelevant, the story behind it or around it. So sometimes with mudita, we're just simply mirroring back to the other person in our in our experience of mudita, mirroring this back to the other being. And it's said to be the most difficult of all of the four divine abidings, of all of the four of the Brahma-viharas, metta, karuna, upekka, equanimity. Mudita being the most difficult to feel in its purity, Years ago, when I first heard that, I was quite surprised by it, that it would be the most difficult to feel in its purity. But uh, as I checked in, I I found out that often (laughs) there were a lot of other uh, states of mind present, such as jealousy and envy and judgment and comparing mind in the background of some degree of mudita, or sometimes maybe not very much actually in the background. As with all of the Brahma-viharas, we plant the seeds. We cultivate them in our practice. And as they develop, as they grow, as they mature, 
we get to see along the way what, for instance, is not mudita. But not let this stop us. Not let it stop us from just continuing on. Continuing on with planting the seeds. Continuing on with cultivating these very natural capacities of our heart, of our mind. It's just that along the way we don't pretend anything. With the ground of mindfulness, we just keep on going, knowing that through our own direct experience that things change. Knowing that, in fact, the seeds that we plant do, in fact, take root. They do, in fact, take root and grow. And they blossom, little by little, just as any garden grows. And, in fact, if we don't keep cultivating, it seems that in the garden uh, of the Brahma Viharas, or any garden, the weeds very quickly take over. So we keep cultivating, and we keep doing it. Somewhere along in the last half of the 1970s, I had um, the privilege of spending time with a woman named Dora Kuntz. She was in her 80s at that time. She was the national president of the Theosophical Society. And I had the good fortune of uh, having some time with her as a teacher of mine. She was Austrian, um, had a quite an unusual upbringing in Indonesia, and as a very young child, she was taught meditation. She told us that her parents didn't mind uh, when she was a child, her parents didn't mind if she missed a meal now and then. It was okay if she was out playing and didn't make it for lunch or something. But if she missed a meditation session, that wasn't okay with her parents. Well, fortunately, uh, Dora didn't rebel against that discipline. (laughs) And she grew up into being quite a rare uh, human being. And when I met her, she was very, still very much a practitioner. She was a person of very deep wisdom. And she was a teacher of mudita, simply by being herself. It's one of the things that I remember about her most clearly. Often when she was with us uh, teaching, something that she was about to say or something that she may have just said would strike her as being quite funny. And she would burst out laughing, and she would slap her leg really hard, you know. And sometimes she would laugh for quite a while. And truly, we might not necessarily know what she was laughing about at all. Um, and Or she had just said something that we didn't think was particularly funny. <laughs> but it, her delight was so incredible that it delighted us, and we would laugh with her, sometimes for quite a while. (laughs) Sympathetic joy, contagious joy, 
every one of us in this room has experienced the benefits, the fruits of joy. Very positive energies, these joyous feelings, attitudes, as they pass through our mind, through our heart, through our body, circulate through our whole system. We experience an energetic, a physical and energetic sense of transformation in those moments. There's a a feeling of balance within our body, within our mind, within our heart. It feels quite healthy, these moments of joy. And we may, in these moments, feel unbound, feel, in a way, healed in moments of joy. We've all experienced that. I wanted to offer you uh, an example of a purity of mudita from my own experience. Um, So I looked around, and uh, the first thing that came up was, um, and really the the purest maybe I've had in my life in some way, uh, experience of mudita was when my now four-year-old grandson was just a a little bit over a year old. And as conditions would have it, one morning just he and I were alone together. And that morning, it was the first time in his life that he walked all by himself all the way across the room. And of course he'd been working up to this for quite some time, practicing holding on, falling down, etc. But this morning, just he and I and he did it all the way across the room. And when he did it, when it actually happened, he was remarkably delighted. All the way across the room, he laughed. <laughs> Incredible delight. Tremendous happiness in his accomplishment. And in turn, me, uh, feeling great joy great delight, and I laughed with him all the way across the room as it all unfolded right in front of my eyes. It felt quite pure, that happiness. My grandson wasn't walking for me. He wasn't doing anything for me. And he wasn't actually even walking for himself. It's the uh, way of things with us walkers. (laughs) Walking happens at some point. It's just the way of things. We could say joy as grace in something like this. Just simply joy as grace. Sometimes our mudita is in relationship to a particular success, a particular something that someone gets in their life, some particular incident or thing that uh, has been acquired or given that um, brings a happiness, brings a delight to another being. And again, we might, might be able to say, 
with mudita in relationship to that kind of life experience, joy as grace. Joy just as this, just as it is, just for this, not colored with judgment, not putting our particular preferences into the equation. Mudita, joy, now, just now, just for this, just as it is. It's not always so easy, though. And so we begin this practice, this practice of mudita, spending some time reflecting on the good things that we ourselves have done in this life. Things that we've done in the past, be it five minutes ago or over the years. The Buddha really clearly instructs us to reflect, take some time to reflect on the wise choices that we've made in our life. The ways that we've been of help to others in this life. Times that we've acted out of the heart of generosity. Care, both for ourselves and for others. Times that we've stayed present and been here, maybe sometimes in the midst of difficulty, and we've offered something from the generosity of our heart. It's about cultivating a respect, a deep respect for ourselves, a healthy self-love. It's essential that we do this, that we acknowledge, that we honor the goodness and the care in our own being. It's not about thinking of ourself with a kind of prideful conceit, not at all that, but about cultivating a perfectly natural appreciation, a perfectly natural appreciative joy in our own goodness, in the wisdom that we naturally live out of live with, live from, and are continuing to cultivate. So I'd like to actually begin the practice now with you, sitting in a comfortable position. Let me just give you a little bit of the format of what we'll go, how we'll go through this. And then we'll actually start it. We will begin with some moments of reflection in relationship to ourself and the goodness that we've acted out of, things we've done, ways we've, ta- we've helped. And it can be ways we've responded to ourselves as well as others. And then we'll go to someone that it's very easy, someone not ourselves, someone else, that it's very easy for us to rejoice for, 
to feel an empathetic happiness and delight with. And then we'll go on to some of the other categories. We'll see how far we get <laughs> this evening. And I'll, I'll speak them out loud and then be silent. So, beginning with ourself, settling into your body, And just spending a few moments letting a reflection flow through, not grabbing on, not, not stopping any of it, but let it flow through ways that, that you have been of help in this life, ways that you've made others happier in some way, care you've offered, wise choices that you've made, and remembering that it can be in relation to your own personal process and in relation to others, and just letting this reflection flow, flow through.
and letting the reflection, this particular reflection, just dissolve, letting it go. bringing to heart, bringing to mind someone that you care about, someone that it's easy to rejoice for, someone that it's easy to feel delight with, feel an empathetic happiness with, for. And just a hint here, don't look for the perfect person, the perfect situation, the perfect happiness that you totally and completely agree with in another person's life because the chances are you'll never find it. So don't shop around too much. a relatively easy being. And if you visualize easily, you can bring up an image of that person. If visualization isn't easy, don't struggle, don't fight with it. Bring in a felt sense of that being. The phrases for mudita practice are really quite simple. May your happiness, may your good fortune not leave you. Or may your success continue on. Or may your delight, may your happiness grow. May it never diminish. Something like one of those phrases, using either exactly what I, one of the ones I've offered or something similar that connotes that kind of relationship, mudita relationship. And directing the energy through the phrases to this being.
when you're ready, moving either to a dear friend or a family member, if the person you've been practicing with is a family member, move to a friend. If you've been practicing with a friend, pick some family member. May your happiness, may your good fortune continue. May your sense of well-being never leave you. May your delight grow.
a benefactor.
moving to a neutral person.
And letting whoever you're practicing with, just letting them go. Finishing with the phrase, And ending this practice session, ending the meditation, sharing the merit, sharing this potent energy, the fruits of practice, the joys, the energies, the positive energies, fruits, with anyone, with everyone. Sharing the positive energy of our action, of our practice. Silently, within yourself, in some way, that's meaningful for you. And keeping it simple. Mudita has the function, it has the we could say it creates, it it makes this heart, this mind pliable, light, relaxed, receptive. All of these qualities, very helpful in our meditation practice. the positive energies and fruits that manifest through our practice serve towards the welfare and the awakening of all beings, which includes ourselves.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.